0: The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePetro.com. Right now it is 106. And the uh, as you just heard, folks, the war in Ukraine is really underway and, uh, and it's, it's absolutely, uh, actually tra- tragic, as a matter of fact, of what's happening. And we're going to bring you the latest. Now, the president is expected to address the nation coming up, really address the world, coming up at 1.30. And we will carry that. This portion of the John DePietro show, show is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Folks, a great meal is waiting for you. Stop off and see them right now at the lodge pub and eatery so i want to bring you up to speed on the latest uh of everything that as a matter of fact that is happening right now and, and try because it is fluid um as you know it's it's a fluid fast developing situation and uh what is happening right now is is really appalling President Biden says the G seven leaders agree to move forward on a devastating package. So, we think that that's exactly what he's um, going to be talking about coming up at one thirty. I, I don't, I don't know uh, if that's going to deter Putin in any way, but right now the destruction um, that is going on in Ukraine is um, is pretty frightening. So, the president. Is not going to. Um, we're not going to hear from the president now again till one thirty. But I, I still want to bring you up to speed on all the news um, that is happening regarding, obviously, the situation with uh, Ukraine right now. And it is. Um, I mean, it. The, this element of. Well, let me play some um, sound. It does sound like this. This is Clarissa Ward. I think she's been very good. Um, An uh, CNN saying it, it inside a subway turned bomb shelter. I've never really seen
1: a situation like this. This feels to me like scenes from World War Two and the There are just hundreds and hundreds of people who are hunkered down here with absolutely no sense of what
2: tomorrow will bring. Frankly, of
0: what you know that's it, it. Boy, it is um really incredible. The um, now there is a massive protest going on right now. 850 people in Moscow have been detained. If you protest um, against the attack, protesters are arrested, and they're still going out and protesting. So, um, presidential adviser says Ukraine has lost control of the Chernobyl nuclear site after a fierce battle. Ukrainian woman tells a Russian soldier, these are our lands. Put down your weapons and leave immediately. Obviously, they're not. Um, oh, OK. So the, <laughs> the White House is now saying that John Kerry interview was from Monday. Um, I mean, Kerry, with the, the interview that came out about him saying that he hopes Putin stays on track as far as with his uh, dedication to climate change is um embarrassing to say the least. Let me hear this. A Russian attacks Ukraine. A parliament member gives an emotional plea on CBS News. Uh, let me um I think we have sounded Mike, yes. Please save Ukrainian men, women and children
1: Helena
3: I can
0: hear it in your this voice. I mean this is it's
2: <laughs> Block
1: Russia from Sweden. I beg you, please save our people.
3: Another dozen of people, and maybe hundreds of people, might be murdered tonight.
0: Folks, again, now, again, we can point to different things: failure by um, Harris and and Biden. That would be accurate. Um. But all of that said, now it's like now, what do you do? Let me go to a little more sound from CBS. Been
4: warnings of an imminent invasion for days and weeks. But when it came right down to it, almost none. Just minutes between Russia's President Vladimir Putin announcing an operation on Russian state TV and then the thud of what we assume were missile strikes or airstrikes quite close to us here in Kharkiv. In that speech, President Putin said, quote, Russia's plans do not include an occupation. But given that Russia has denied for weeks and even months that it has planned to, to invade Ukraine, we're not sure how much faith we can put in that statement. Several hours ago, Ukraine confirmed that Russian forces had come across its borders, including quite close to here in Kharkiv. We've seen unverified videos of helicopters, uh, armed, armoured vehicles and what seem to be uh, civilian victims. But we are not seeing Russian forces inside this city at this point. Now, from the start of this crisis, the U.S. has stressed that this is not simply a regional dispute, but about protecting principles like sovereignty... Uh, and democracy ukraine says that it will distribute weapons to veterans and volunteers so that they can join in the fight and in a rallying speech overnight to his people ukraine's president Vladimir zelensky said quote you are courageous you are unbroken you are ukrainian
0: i mean that's pretty dramatic folks i mean that's what we're talking about right now how world leaders are reacting and condemning I mean, I think this is other than China uh, and Pakistan, but the rest of the world is essentially all condemning the actions of Russia. President Putin, Russian plans do not include occupation. Why would anyone believe him? Why would anyone believe that? President Biden has been presented with options for massive cyber attacks against Russia. I would say now is a pretty good time to, to do that. Maybe they already should have done it. But perhaps better late than never. Um, I mean, I, I guess that's possible. Uh, let me also just see these. Um, God, the Giuliani thing is just embarrassing. Um, again, folks, I mean, <laughs> the John Kerry thing is actually kind of comical. That's the first time. I also want to go to, um, I played this the other day, and it's worth listening to and this was the president of finland with dana bash on cnn this is insight into putin this was from sunday i played it on monday i want to play parts of it again right now
3: even though i have met him several times during these 10 years and uh, had several phone calls with him Uh, it is like we all know it's very difficult to say and uh, define what other person actually, deep down, is. But uh, uh, so far, I would say that uh, he has behaved in a way which is uh, very difficult to predict, but that might be also intentional, to namely to behave in the, that way, because that Brings confusion to to surroundings, mm-hmm. and uh, I said that uh, we are a bit confused at the moment.
1: You have uh, said that you noticed a change in Vladimir Putin in the thing. last year, and said that he suddenly, quote, started to behave in a very, very President decisive way.
0: Listen to this. Can
1: you be more specific about yes. what that change was, and do you think that's connected at all to? the way that he's really isolated himself during the pandemic?
3: No, actually, it happens that way that we had a telephone discussion, like we have had several ones during these years. And uh, when I uh, took up the list of demands, he had uh, posed and told the Finnish position that uh, we surely uh, are going to keep our sovereignty and uh, right to decide ourselves. Then he mm, suddenly, uh, very officially, uh, I and I think he read the whole list of demands, and that was a change in his behavior. And I would guess uh, and. From that, I guess that uh, he wants, at least wants to be very decisive, wants to sound like one. It was different kind of behavior.
1: So, as you well know, but I want to make sure our audience understands that your country, Finland, shares a 830-mile-long border with Russia, and, like Ukraine, is not a member of NATO. Does Russia's aggression make you at all concerned that your country could be next?
3: First of all, we have to remember that Finland is a stable, long-lasting, more than 100 years, stable democracy. And uh, we are a member of European Union. We are surely part of the West. And uh, the long borderline... Surely, you have to know geographics, and you can't do anything with that. So, uh, we are not afraid, not at all. Uh, Actually, the situation in uh, Finnish borderline and in the whole Baltic uh, Sea area is now quite peaceful. We are not uh, afraid of uh, Russian tanks, tanks suddenly crossing Finnish border. Wow.
1: You say you're very much a part of the West. Does this crisis have you and your country rethinking whether you want to join NATO? you can't. There's
3: um, uh, a lot discussion about that just now, and uh, I think that we will continue that discussion. Uh, and depending on what uh, really happens in Ukraine, it might uh, even get... Uh, a lot uh, more lively. But at the moment uh, at least I don't see any reason for any uh, dramatic uh, sudden changes. It has to be thoroughly thought.
1: But if things do heat up and become uh, more explosive so to speak in Ukraine, you think that your country will lean into the notion of wanting to be in NATO?
3: Uh, at least some of our people are changing their mind that's very obvious Uh, a lot depends also what actually happens in ukraine and how russia is going to behave after that Mm -hmm. Uh, if uh, russia sees that it's a big success story for them that makes them uh, uh, more dangerous
1: and finally, uh, Mr. President, you said recently that, quote, the post-Cold War era is definitely over. So what era are we in now? I think that um, we are actually uh,
5: almost in a colder situation than uh, we were uh, during that
0: traditional Cold War. Again, folks, this is um, the reason I want to play that. Good afternoon at 119 as we are um, standing by for President Biden. You're listening to the John DiPietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. The reason I wanted to play that again was because that is someone that has dealt with Putin, you know, for quite some time and noticed a difference in him and noticed that, in fact, um. That he's more decisive and, and that he's different from the pandemic. So I want to be very clear on exactly um, why we wanted to play that. And again, we are standing by. President Biden is set to address the latest now. And and I believe it's, um, it, it's going to have to do right now. They're just going to really up the level of sanctions against Russia as we as as we speak right now folks this portion of the John DePetro show is brought to you by it's soul source restoration call them for a free quote today at soul source 401-712-2700 now there is a, a link on the website dipietro.com. they clean and disinfect residential commercial properties s o l e soul source restoration call them today 401-712 401 712 Sole source restoration. So let's, um, I want to bring you up to speed on the latest as we're um, going to hear from President Biden coming up. And and again, folks, this is, um, it's a fast developing story. It is incredible how quickly this thing just exploded last night. It is um truly like the winds of war so to speak um i want to just see the latest some reporting on this if much of europe is at stake we're at stake says former secretary william cohen and um i think that is uh fair to say but let me um i want to bring you up to speed so when you hear the g7 right what what countries are the the g7 that is canada France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the UK, the United States, and the European Union. So you're going to hear coming up, I believe, at 1.30, President Biden will mention the G7. So that is, as I said, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the UK, and and Obviously, the, the United States. And so that is the unified West. Those are our allies, right? Canada, are obviously, to the north. Someone asked me, how come Mexico is not part of that? I don't know. <laughs> because they're just not. Japan, obviously, valued ally. The U.K., Germany, Italy, the U.K. I mean, the last thing they want to see, the European Union. Uh, but the last thing that they um, really want is, is war again. Um, And then right now, it is interesting to me how China seems to be on the sidelines of this and not condemning Russia, obviously supportive of Russia. But right now, China waiting to see and, and as many people have said that it would certainly seem that possible at the appropriate time. China, they're sitting back waiting how this is being received as far as Russia invading Ukraine. NATO's increasing true presence in Eastern Europe. And, and the big worry that, that you hear about are people that are concerned, for good reason, that China may go into Taiwan. And that could have a lot of far-reaching problems for anyone that, if you know about, you know, we're... A lot of computer chips, anything like that, all seems to be, um, uh, Taiwan is a big player with that. So let me also see. Um, So right now there's a a demonstration in Moscow. I think 850 people have been detained. Let's go. This is some sound from uh, Nicole Robertson. Uh and anti-war protesters in Moscow
1: for us today and Nick you know where you are today a crucial place to be a short time ago Russian riot police ordered anti-war protesters who I understand did uh brave things to come out there near you to disperse tell me what you're seeing and and how much resistance is there to President
2: Putin
5: yeah, and I'm literally going to step out of the way of the camera right now because you can see three people here just being arrested. Uh, there isn't so much of a central protest here. These are, these are some ladies here that are in this central area of Moscow. While we've been here for the past 45 minutes, there's another person being dragged out of the subway here by his face, being dragged by the police, being arrested, crossed up against the vehicle, being frisked. We've seen dozens of people being arrested here over the last 45 minutes. Now, what the police have been explaining here is that uh, there is no authorised uh, anti-war protest allowed here. We've seen people, when they've been arrested, the police search their bags and they take out of their bags signs that say stop the war. And they're loaded into the police vans. We've seen that happen time after time after time over the last 45 minutes here. We know across the country in dozens of cities there have been protests similar to this you <laughs> The government says they're not authorised protests. They've warned people not to attend them. They say that people can get arrested, that there will be legal repercussions. And the government even says, you know, if you get a criminal record for criminal activity at one of these events, then that can affect you for the rest of your life. And I've just been around this way. Here's another man uh, just being taken away and arrested here. This is happening literally by the minute. And I'm looking at another one, two people coming up. Behind Liliana, camera, camera woman, two, three, four, five, six, at least six other people here. Literally, while we've been talking to you in the past couple of minutes, more than 10 people have been arrested. There's another man being taken away there. That's what we're witnessing here. And we'll just spin the camera around a little bit and you can see some of the other police officers that are They're dotted all around here, lined along the road in this direction, the other side of the street, uh, across the road over there. The big square close to where we are, that's been closed off to the public, and the police are getting on their megaphones every few minutes to tell people, you're not authorised to be here. Go in the metro, take the underground, take the tube, uh, and leave the area. But every so often, people are getting arrested. We know so far today, at least about an hour ago, more than 160 people across the country have been arrested. It would seem to me now it's at least 200 from what we've
0: seen here, Aaron. You know, that is, um, again, folks, uh, a great, the, the reporting that's going on is is really um, absolutely fantastic right now. And there's, as I had thought, um, let me just see this. Rush His objective in the U.S. has already largely been achieved. Washington Post has a story on that. Uh, Russia's desired outcome the months before the President Trump election was not simply to see him elected. It aimed instead to undermine the U.S.-led liberal democratic order. An effort that Russia believed would be aided far more by Trump's election than Hillary. Over the lap of the desire to provoke, amplify political, social discord in the United States. Uh, That desired outcome has some significant success. Not primarily to Russia, but to Russia's benefit now is engaged in the effort to seize Ukraine. A divided America has political factions seeking unity with foreign allies instead of domestic partners. Um, we can track the evolution of that divide by starting a small component of Russia's interference. Materials stolen from John Podesta included innocuous references to pizza, was published. Kadria, conspiracy theorists, Trump supporters plucked out this detail, used it, constructed theory, Clinton, other were engaged in the systematic child abuse centered at a pizza place in D.C. Um, one proponent showed up at the pizza place with a rifle to free the kids he believed were in the basement that didn't exist. Theory never went away. It was folded into QAnon. Sprawling set of false claims. On Thursday, the research released new research showing how widespread that belief remains. 16% of the American public adheres to some component of QAnon. Um, that's tens of millions of Americans that uh believe in that as a matter of fact. still a small minority, but the emails stolen by Russia and released in the context were show this broad success of the Russian ploy. The idea was to inject amplified discord. Um, there, there are I, I am hearing from many different people that they're right on line with a lot of the Putin talking points. I'll say that. There's no question about that. Um, and then last night, I, I didn't, President Trump kept praising Putin as smart. Um, he preferred the company Tough Guy, blah, 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 Other people that are going along with it. I, I Listen, they, this is, anyone that believes that somehow this is positive or that Putin is this genius, as uh, Rudy Giuliani says, it's, I don't know what to, People need to like come back to what America is really about and what it is and what it is not. Um, let me just see what else other sound. Well, we're gonna find out what type. We'll see what type if they're gonna announce various things. I know some people were saying what what has to happen here. Oh, okay. Um. That's interesting. Yes, yeah, CPAC is going on right now. I would imagine, though, the whole thing has been thrown off by the actions overseas. Brian, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, Putin will stand condemned. To, let me um, play a little sound of uh, Boris Johnson here.
6: I just come from a meeting of G7 leaders joined by Secretary General Stoltenberg of NATO. And with permission, I'll update the House on our response to President Putin's onslaught against a free and sovereign European nation. Shortly after 4 o'clock this morning, I spoke to President Zelensky of Ukraine as the first missiles struck his beautiful and innocent country and its brave people, and I assured him of the unwavering support of the United Kingdom. And I can tell the House that, that at this stage, Ukrainians are offering a fierce defense of their families and their country and I know that every honorable member will share my admiration for their resolve Earlier today President Putin delivered another televised address and offered the absurd pretext that he sought the demilitarization and denazification of Ukraine In fact he's hurling the might of his military machine against a free and peaceful neighbor in breach of his own explicit pledge and every principle of civilized behavior between states, spurning the best efforts of this country and our allies to avoid bloodshed. For this, Putin will stand condemned in the eyes of the world and of history. He will never be able to cleanse the blood of Ukraine from his hands. Wow. And although the UK and our allies tried every avenue for diplomacy until the final hour, I'm driven to conclude that Putin was always determined to attack his neighbor, no matter what we did. Now we see him for what he is, a bloodstained aggressor who believes in imperial conquest. Wow. I am proud that Britain did everything within our power to help Ukraine prepare for this onslaught, and we will do our utmost to offer more help as our brave friends defend their homeland. Our embassy took the precaution on 18th of February of relocating from Kiev to the city of Lviv in western Ukraine, where our ambassador, Melinda Simmons, continues to work with the Ukrainian authorities and to support British nationals. Now, we have a clear mission, diplomatically, politically, Economically, and eventually, militarily, this hideous and barbarous venture of Vladimir Putin
0: must end in failure. You know, now that, folks, and again, good afternoon. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now that is a leader. That is Boris Johnson rising to the occasion. We are standing by for... President Biden, I believe at any moment, scheduled to speak at 1.30. Um, And you heard, you know, that was him, Boris Johnson, saying he just came from the meeting uh, with the G7. But now that, that is what I would like to hear from President Trump. That type of uh, condemning him. Um, Let me just see what else some more sound as we oh okay i think they're giving the 2 minute and we're going to stand by folks uh go to the white house where president biden is set to address the nation the podium is set uh, i'm not sure which room that is but this is um this is big biden's speech on the russian ukraine war is coming up should be momentarily as soon as that happens we're going to bring it to you right here on the John DePetro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And again, I think we're getting close to that, folks. I just want to remind you to visit the website, depetro.com And Depetro.com. I want to thank one of our um, tremendous sponsors there, is our friend Ken Delgarian, president of Delgarian Properties, well-known developer in Rhode Island. He's built a strong rep- reputation on service over 40 years. He has, we have a link at the website depetro and great properties like Lloyd Manor Apartments, the Premier Apartments, Wayland Court Apartments, and Harrison um, Apartments. Ken Delgarian, who is um, the guy, Rhode Island's a better place because of Kenny Delgarian, and um, and I, I know he's not doesn't want to advertise, but he also runs and owns the Avon Theater on Thayer uh, Street, which is one of my favorite spots in Rhode Island. Always has been. It's been there for a very, very long time. But uh Kenny Delgarian, Delgarian property. So we are standing by for President Biden. And this is this is gonna be big, folks. This is, you know, in a in a very short amount of time, um, you've seen really the entire the West, the the free world, all of our allies rallying together against evil. That's that's what's going on. Let's just be very clear about that. That's what is is taking place, and you know. But now, I I also believe, as you can imagine, and, and he, that Putin was expecting this, and Putin was prepared for the various sanctions, or or maybe you know. Let's see how far he is in fact, um, ready ready to go. As far as if he thought, maybe he thought. That there would just be appeasement. Maybe he thought it would be another Neville Chamberlain moment. Maybe he thought that, okay, this guy is, um, this guy is, oh, the East Room. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I can't tell, folks. Fast developing. Again, we're standing by for President Biden. But maybe maybe he thought, hey, when, 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 when Biden was Vice President Obama, uh, I made moves and these guys didn't do anything about it. And by all accounts, listen, we are, I don't have to go into detail of how, obviously, President Biden and Harris, not very strong, uh, to put it mildly, but I'm trying to be supportive. I do believe when the United States is involved with some kind of military abroad, it is the proper thing, I believe, to rally. Was supposed to rally around that, and I also, you know, there, there was a um, protocol in Washington if the if the president was overseas and out of the country that that in fact that that he, you know, you, you don't criticize the president when he's on foreign soil. Um, I thought it. I I thought it was wrong last night that Laura Ingram had President Trump on Fox, and I I didn't hear any criticism. When I was watching, I didn't hear any criticism of Putin last night. All the criticism was directed at President Biden. And I think that's wrong. Uh, I know it's wrong. I want to step out. Again, this, this is larger than just Republican Democrat. That This is evil. This is a Hitler wannabe. This is someone who makes no bones. He is launching missiles rockets and bombs and killing innocent people. So all of this false talking points, oh this is this is because of covid. This why would Putin be doing that? Well Putin's doing it to distract the world from Hillary. Why why would he do that? I don't believe any of that. I know some people believe it. I'm not trying to convince anyone. I'm just being on record. No, I don't believe that. Listen, Biden has been this has been terrible. And as I said in June I said earlier, and again, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program is watched by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Stop off and see them right off 146, the Lodge Pub and Eatery. First of all, Putin knows a lot about Biden. He does, and he knew of him, and I'm sure they have a full since he was vice president uh, under Obama, of which... Putin was met with appeasement under Obama, and instead just isolated. And on top of that, after he saw the what um, the the American withdrawal from Afghanistan, yeah, I think it was this is window of opportunity. Now is the time. Um, he he did not invade. He did not invade when President Trump was in office. Whatever President Trump did, he deserves credit for that. He kept him at bay. But. That was then and this is now. And he sees a weakened president. He sees a divided country. Um, and, and so, therefore, it has been full blast. And we have not seen this type of land invasion in Europe since World War Two. That's a fact. And the coverage of it so far, and this is all. Listen, they have been moving into position. They're moving up along the border. We have talked about it. You know, and there were people still saying, there's not going to be, he's not going to do, he's just, well, you know, when you have medical tents and you have missiles and you're rolling up tanks and you have 190,000 troops on the Ukrainian border, and now we see the result of that with what took place last night. And it's still going on, and they're demanding Ukraine surrender, and they he wants control. But as I have said, this is a lot more to do. I don't believe this. This doesn't have anything to do with NATO. This doesn't have anything to do with something the United States did. He's not just trying to distract people away from Hillary. I find that comical. This is a 69-year-old evil tyrant murderer who wants to secure his place in Russian history, that he reclaimed the land was taken from them at the the fall and the collapse of the Soviet Union. He wants to rewrite the deal, and if not, he's willing to go down trying. He's got the military, he's got the might, he has been met with appeasement, and now you're seeing the uh, uh, efforts of that. So they had signed off, and they were allowing Ukraine and the other territories to become independent nations. And He wants, you know, he wants a, uh, he wants to renege on what was agreed. He wants a do-over, and he's saying, no, 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 I want to go back to the how it was during the Cold War. That's our territory. Now, I want to remind people, you know, when that wall came down, how, you know, suddenly Germany was reunified and used to have West Germany and East Germany. Uh, Who's to say he's going to stop at this? You know, you go back during World War Two. Everyone, there were people that said, just appease Russia. Excuse me, appease appease Hitler. And, ah, just give it to him. And it is true, you know, the Russians and the Germans certainly were, you know, fighting uh, the most during that time. Anyone that has either studied it or even just, you remember from Hogan's Heroes, the Russian front. <laughs> and then at the very end of... World War II when General Patton said you know I think we've actually been wrong, fighting the wrong war Patton wanted to go into Moscow um, but we are standing by right now now it's 143 on this Thursday and we're standing by for President Biden now this was supposed to be a 1230 address then they were saying a 130 uh, speech and so we are standing by now I'm going to stay right here. Here he comes. All right, folks, joining us right now, or not joining us, but here is President Biden uh, stepping up right now and addressing the nation. Good
2: afternoon. The Russian military has begun a brutal assault on the people of Ukraine. Without provocation, without justification, without necessity, this is a premeditated attack. Vladimir Putin has been planning this for months, as we've been saying all along. He moved more than 175,000 troops, military equipment, in positions along the Ukrainian border. He moved blood supplies into position. they he built a field hospital, which uh, tells you all you need to know about his intentions all along. He rejected every... Good-Faith efforts the United States and our allies and partners made to address our mutual security concerns Through dialogue to avoid needless conflict and avert human suffering For weeks, for weeks, we have been warning that this would happen And now, it's unfolding largely as we predicted In the past week, we've seen shelling increase in the Donbass A region in eastern Ukraine controlled by Russian-backed separatists The Russian government has perpetrated cyber attacks against Ukraine. We saw a staged political theater in Moscow, outlandish and baseless claims. That Ukraine was a Ukraine was about to invade and launch a war against Russia. That Ukraine was prepared to use chemical weapons. The Ukraine committed a genocide. Without any evidence, we saw a flagrant violation of international law in attempting to unilaterally create two new so-called republics on sovereign Ukrainian territory. And at the very moment that the United Nations Security Council was meeting to stand up for Ukraine's sovereignty, to stave off invasion, Putin declared his war. Within moments, moments, missile strikes began to fall on historic cities across Ukraine. Then came the air raids followed by tanks and troops rolling in. We've been transparent with the world. We've shared declassified evidence about Russia's plans and cyber attacks and false pretexts so that there could be no confusion or cover-up about what Putin was doing. Putin is the aggressor. Putin chose this war, and now he and his country will bear the consequences. Today, I'm authorizing additional strong sanctions and new limitations on what can be exported to Russia. This is going to impose severe cost on the Russian economy, both immediately and over time. We have purposely designed these sanctions to maximize the long-term impact on Russia and to minimize the impact on the United States and our allies. And I want to be clear, the United States is not doing this alone. For months, we've been building a coalition of partners representing well more than half the global economy. Twenty-seven members of the European Union, including France, Germany, Italy, as well as the United Kingdom, Canada, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, and many others, to amplify the joint impact of our response. I just spoke with the G7 leaders this morning, and we're in full and total agreement. We will limit Russia's ability to do business in dollars, euros, pounds, and yen, to be part of the global economy. We'll limit their ability to do that. We're going to stunt the ability of to finance and grow Rus- the, the Russian military. We're going to impose major, and we're going to impair their ability to compete in high-tech 21st century economy. We've already seen the impact of our actions on Russia's currency and the ruble, which early today hit its weakest level ever, ever in history. The Russian stock market plunged today. The Russian government borrowing rates spiked by over 15%. today's actions, we've now sanctioned Russian banks that together hold around $1 trillion in assets. We've cut off Russia's largest bank, a bank that holds more than one-third of Russia's banking assets by itself. Cut it off from the U.S. financial system, and today we're also blocking four more major banks. That means every asset they have in America will be frozen. This includes VTB, the second-largest bank in Russia, which has 250 billion dollars in assets. As promised, we're also adding the names to the list of Russian elites and their family members that are sanctioned, that were sanctioned as well. As I said on Tuesday. These are people who personally gained from the Kremlin's policies, and they should share in the pain. We will keep up this drumbeat of those designations against corrupt billionaires in the days ahead. On Tuesday, we stopped the Russian government from raising money from U.S. or European investors. Now we're going to apply the same restrictions to Russia's largest state-owned enterprises, companies with assets that exceed $1.4 trillion. Some of the most powerful impacts our actions will come over time. As we squeeze Russia's access to finances and technology for strategic sectors of its economy and the greatest industrial capacity for years to come. Between our actions and those of our allies and partners, we estimate that we'll cut off more than half of Russia's high-tech imports. It'll strike a blow through their ability to continue to modernize their military. It'll degrade their aerospace industry including their space program. It'll hurt their ability to build ships, reducing their ability to compete economically. And it will be a major hit to Putin's long-term strategic ambitions. And we're preparing to do more. In addition to the economic penalties we're imposing, we're also taking steps to defend our NATO allies, particularly in the East. Tomorrow, NATO will convene a summit. We'll be there to bring together the leaders of 30 allied nations and close partners to affirm our solidarity and to map out the next steps we will take to further strengthen all aspects of our NATO alliance. Although we provided over $650 million in defensive assistance to Ukraine just this year, last year, let me say it again. Our forces are not and will not be engaged in the conflict with Russia in Ukraine. Our forces are not going to Europe to fight in Ukraine, but to defend our NATO allies and reassure those allies in the East. As I made crystal clear, the United States will defend every inch of NATO territory with the full force of American power. And the good news is, NATO is more united and more determined than ever. There is no doubt, no doubt that the United States and every NATO ally... We'll meet our Article 5 commitments, which says an attack on one is an attack on all. Over the past few weeks, I ordered thousands of additional forces to Germany and Poland as part of our commitment to NATO. On Tuesday, in response to Russia's aggressive action, including its troop presence in Belarus and the Black Sea, I've authorized the deployment of ground and air forces already stationed in Europe to NATO's eastern flank allies, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, and Romania. Our allies have also been stepping up, adding the other allies, the rest of NATO, adding their own forces and capabilities to ensure collective defense. And today, within hours of Russia's unleashing its assault, NATO came together and authorized and activated an activation response plans. This will enable NATO's high readiness forces to deploy and when and where they are needed protect our NATO allies on the eastern boundaries of Europe. And now I'm authorizing additional U.S. force capabilities to deploy to Germany as part of NATO's response, including some of the U.S.-based forces that the Department of Defense placed on standby weeks ago. I've also spoken with Defense Secretary Austin and Chairman of Joint Chiefs General Milley about preparations for additional moves should they become necessary to protect our NATO allies and support the greatest military alliance in the history of the world, NATO. As we respond, my administration is using the tools, every tool is supposed to protect American families and businesses from rising prices at the gas pump. You know, we're taking active steps to bring down the cost, and American oil and gas companies should not, should not exploit this moment to hike their prices, to raise profits. You know, in our sanctions package, we specifically designed to allow energy payments to continue. We are closely monitoring energy supplies for any disruption. We've been coordinating with major oil producing and consuming countries toward our common interest to secure global energy supplies. We are actively working with countries around the world to elevate collective release from the strategic petroleum reserves of major energy consuming countries.
0: Folks, again. Um... Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro show on AM 1389. And the United
2: States will release additional barrels okay. of oil as conditions warrant. I know this is hard and that Americans are already hurting. I will do everything in my power to limit the pain the American people are feeling at the gas pump. This is critical to me. But this aggression cannot go unanswered. If it did, the consequences for America would be much worse. America stands up to bullies. We stand up for freedom. This is who we are. Let me also repeat the warning I made last week. If Russia pursues cyber attacks against our companies, our critical infrastructure, we are prepared to respond. For months, we've been working closely with with the private sector to harden our cyber defenses, sharpen our ability to respond to Russia's cyber attacks as well. I spoke last night to President Zelensky of Ukraine, and I assured him that the United States, together with our allies and partners in Europe, will support the Ukrainian people as they defend their country, we will provide humanitarian relief to ease their suffering. In the early days of this conflict, Russia propaganda outlets will keep trying to hide the truth and claim success for its military operation against a made-up threat. But history has shown time and again how swift gains in territory eventually give way to grinding occupations, acts of mass civil, mass civil disobedience, and strategic dead-ends. The next few weeks and months, we harden the people of Ukraine. Putin has unleashed a great pain on them. But the Ukrainian people have known 30 years of independence. They have repeatedly shown that they will not tolerate anyone who tries to take their country backwards. This is a dangerous moment for all of Europe, for the freedom around the world. Putin has committed an assault on the very principles that uphold the global peace. But now, the entire world sees clearly what Putin and his criminal criminal allies are really all about. This was never about a genuine security concerns on their part. It was always about naked aggression, about Putin's desire for empire by any means necessary. By bullying Russia's neighbors through coercion and corruption, by changing borders by force, and ultimately by choosing a war without a cause. Putin's actions betray his sinister vision for the future of our world, one where nations take what they want by force. But it is a vision that the United States and freedom-loving nations everywhere will oppose with every tool of our considerable power. The United States and our allies and partners will emerge from this stronger, more united, more determined, and more purposeful. And Putin's aggression against Ukraine will end up costing Russia dearly, economically and strategically. We will make sure of that. Putin will be a pariah on the international stage. Any nation that counts as Russia's naked aggression against Ukraine will be stained by association. In the history of this area is written. Putin's choice to make a totally unjustifiable war on Ukraine will have left Russia weaker and the rest of the world stronger. Liberty, democracy, human dignity—these are the forces far more powerful than fear and oppression. They cannot be extinguished by tyrants like Putin and his armies. They cannot be erased by people from people's hearts and hopes. By any amount of violence and intimidation. They endure in the contest between democracy and autocracy, between sovereignty and subjugation. Make no mistake, freedom will prevail. God bless the people of a free and democratic Ukraine. May God protect our
0: Again, this is President Biden. What plans to, ask to speak with President Putin at this, this point? From the White House and what
2: interactions do you have with the Russian government? I heard the first part. Do I have any plans to speak with Putin at this point? And what? What communications do you had with the Kremlin as far as uh, military operations Ukraine and making sure this is not spiraling to a larger conflict? Well, it's a large conflict already. The way we're going to assure it's not going to spiral to a larger conflict is by providing all the forces needed in the Eastern European nations that are members of NATO. NATO is more united than it's ever been, and I have no plans to talk with Putin. Uh, Wall Street Journal, Tarina.
5: Mr. President, you didn't mention SWIFT in your sanctions that you announced. Is there a reason why the U.S. Uh, isn't doing that? Is there a disagreement among allies um, regarding SWIFT and whether uh, Russia should be allowed to be a part of it?
2: The sanctions that we've proposed on all their banks have equal consequence, maybe more consequence than SWIFT, number one. Number two, uh, it is always an option, but right now that's not the position that the rest of uh, Europe wishes to take. Um, uh, Cecilia Vevega, ABC.
1: have not been enough to deter Vladimir Putin to this point. What is going to stop him? How and when does this end? And do you see him trying to go beyond Ukraine? And a second question I'll just give to you now. This statement that he gave last night, that the, the threat that he gave the West will face consequences greater than any you have faced in history. Is he threatening a nuclear strike?
2: I have no idea what he's threatening. I know what he has done. Number one. Number two, no one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening.
0: Folks, again, it's John DePietro. You've been listening. This is President Biden. God bless the people of Ukraine. Stand by for the 2 o'clock news. WNRI, I wouldn't socket.